he sees a jar of sesame seeds three months later and picks it up, looking at it longingly. And I'm like, the way you remember her is from the food she's allergic to. Not like cake, not cilantro, not, you know, like spicy hot wings. Like he could have walked by the food truck. No, he remembers her because of the sesame seeds that she had an allergic reaction to. That seemed weird to me. Hi, Thirsties! Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. And this is the thirstiest podcast on the internet. Today we're talking right in front of you. Mary, how many cupcakes do you give this movie? Solid four. I give it four cupcakes too. It was hard to decide. I really enjoyed this movie. I just felt like there were certain things that kept it from being a five star. And I'm going to get into it when we do the synopsis. It was good, and I love the story, and the actors were good, but it was missing something. Yeah. Missing some sort of spark. Sparks fly. It's, it's like, like electricity. electricity. I might die. <laughs> All right, so shall we get into the short synopsis? Yes. So the general overview here is girl goes to visit her friend and she sees her old crush from college but then she sees daddy chef in the kitchen and she's like whoop never mind and they falls in love with the chef so now to get into more detail <laughs> that is a short synopsis <laughs> <laughs> it starts out with carly who is a wedding designer not to be confused with a wedding planner. And as far as I can understand, what she does is she styles brides and bridal parties. Yeah, so she's like a fashion stylist, but she just does the whole wedding and to like make sure that the look goes with the color and everything else so that they, they don't have to pick out their own stuff. And like it's mostly high-end people, like celebrities, because um, she's like tailoring all of them so that they don't even have to think about anything like that, which I did not know existed, but I guess we now know. I didn't know either, and I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> very niche, very niche market. She's she's styling the wedding for a big celebrity. She brings dresses for all the bridal party, but the mother of the bride did not want her to bring a dress. She wanted to She wanted to find her own dress, but she didn't like her dress. Luckily, Carly brought an extra dress for the mother that she actually designed herself, and the mother loved it. And the bride was like, you need to be a designer. You're so talented. I will say, I think mother of the bride dresses are very hard to find. Like, surprisingly hard. So that's a good market for her to go into. Um, her best friend from college is the general manager of this nice hotel in Marin County, California. She invites her to go up to have a spa weekend. <laughs> And Carly's like, no, I just can't. It's so busy. But the celebrity had to move up the wedding. So now she finds herself with like a, a extra long weekend because the wedding was, I guess, on like Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so she decides. And um, so now she has this time. She runs into her attractive, very attractive ex-boyfriend who's taking pictures for the wedding. And he says, you should just stay and hang out with me. She's like, rude like you were the one who broke up with me I'm not staying here so then she's like I'm gonna go to do this fall weekend because I need an excuse to say no and I have this extra long weekend that I can like actually take advantage of she goes there she sees some familiar faces and soon finds out that 
one of her dormmates from college is getting married at the hotel, and all of her other dormmates are there, and she's the only one who wasn't invited. She also meets Nick, who is the banquet chef for this hotel, and he asks her to try this new appetizer that he's been working with. Uh, he has to do it secretly, though, because his boss does not want him making up his own recipes and serving his own recipes. So she tries it. It's this Filipino-flavored empanada. And at first, she doesn't like it. She tells him that there's something bitter about it. Turns out it had some horseradish residue. Yeah, I was confused by that, but yes. So he remade it very quickly. Like, y'all, like not even a minute turnaround. That was the fastest empanada turnaround I've ever seen in my life. I did not know you could cook them that quickly. Not to mention the residue was like him, the the, the knife he used to dice the onion was covered in horseradish. So that would mean he had to redo everything. It's not like he like burned them. He has to like re-chop the onion and like re-put it all. I, I don't know. I just feels like it can't, it, it must take longer than two minutes. That was the glitch in the Matrix. Um. And while he's doing that, she runs into Matt, her high school, not high school, college crush. And he is also very good looking. He is very good looking. He has a smile that would charm the darkness away. <laughs> And so she's super awkward in front of him and Chef Nick comes out with her new empanadas and um, he sees how uncomfortable and awkward she is in front of this young fella, Mark. And he essentially like starts giving her advice. Then she overhears the bride talking about how the bridesmaids dresses don't match. She asks them to get pink dresses and they all got different shades of pink. She pipes in and says, you know what? I... I can help you. This is what I do for a living. And her brilliant idea is to give them all sashes to wear around their waist that are the same pink. Whatever. But the bride is so thankful that she invites her to the wedding. She invites her not only to the wedding, but to like all of the events leading up to the wedding. So there's like a barbecue, there's a cocktail hour for the rehearsal. And she goes to, she literally goes to all the events. Mary, do all weddings have that stuff? Yes. Because that's what I was wondering about this wedding I'm going to. Does she have a website? Do you, does she listen to our podcast? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Because oh. <laughs> that's the way to get it answered, Charlie. <laughs> if you're listening and you know who you are, let me know. Is, Charlie, there a, is there a Friday night thing? Charlie's I tried to ask gonna her. to make his airplane flights, okay? <laughs> I got the flight. I just need to figure out the hotel. Mm. We'll see. Uh, all right, so anyway, going back. So she goes to all these activities. She's kind of flirty with Matt at each of them. And mm -hmm. Nick is always there, too. And he gives her some advice here and there. There's another girl, though. Yes, one of the bridesmaids. Um, Lily, we don't find out until the end of the movie. It's actually Matt's ex. I'm like, why did they not tell us that earlier? Anyway, um, she is just making eyes at Matt. And they, like, have everything in common. And we're just like, <laughs> Okay, we got it, Hallmark. The writing is on the wall. You always know if someone's meant to be with somebody if they like their marshmallows cooked to the same degree of burnt on a fire. See, I feel like I, when I was a kid, didn't like burned marshmallows, but I was also way too like eager to eat marshmallows. I would just burn it. And now I just feel like I've gotten to, to the point where now that is like the taste I like because I'm so just, I'm just ready to jump in and <laughs> Eat my marshmallows. I don't know if that's a good indication, but anyway. Well, Mary, but if you were next to a man at a fire and his 
marsh he liked marshmallows the same way you do would that make a big impact on you no i would probably just think he as a child was also eager to eat marshmallows i don't think anybody would care um, but anyway, so they are, we forgot to mention, so that when they go to the barbecue, which is the next day, and Matt was kind of like, hey, you going? And she was like, oh my gosh, you betcha. And then the guy was like, oh man, girl, lassie, <laughs> calm it down. Anyway, so um, when they go to the barbecue, Matt is taking a picture of all the girls and and she's, Carly, Carly is in the picture and her friend texts and was like, have you spoken to Matt Harper yet? And they have this the cutest banter I've ever seen. Like the charm was just insane. Um, and so you, I really was kind of like, oh, sparks are flying. I constantly was singing sparks fly. <laughs> there really were sparks and they were playing this very romantic music behind all of their conversations. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they had more chemistry than her and Nick. Yeah. But then all of a sudden that took a change. Um, So they did the hot wings competition, which was kind of another, just like she ran into them while they were golfing. And then she actually helped Lily pick out her dress um, for the rehearsal dinner. But I think after the rehearsal dinner, they went to a one-on-one date. And that was kind of like the solidification that like they weren't supposed to be together. But ever since before that and all the scenes, her and Nick were talking like just very naturally about they were just like seamlessly having conversations. Whereas her and Matt had a lot of like, ooh, butterflies, but no like really good conversations. Yeah, they didn't have much in common. Whereas her and Nick had a ton in common. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are other things going on with the preparation of the wedding. She's trying to encourage Nick to open a restaurant. He's encouraging her to become a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. They she, both have reasons why they don't want to do it. Yeah. And they go, she goes on a one on one date with Matt. They can't get a conversation started. I think they talk about khakis for like 10 minutes. He doesn't like any of the food that Nick is serving. And Carly is dying. She loves it so much. And I feel like that is when Carly realizes this is the end of her and Matt. And before that, probably the day before, maybe two days before, um, at a dinner, she was wrapped up her s'mores to take it with her. And she told Nick about how she has this weird cork where she likes to eat her dessert in private and really savor it. And she never told anybody this. She's never told any dates or anything because she she knows how weird it is. And she's like, and if I can find a teeny fork, that's what I'll use. So he makes her, y'all, he makes her a to-go dessert with a teeny fork on the top. That was the cutest moment for me. And that's when she realized that she really likes Nick. She decides to tell him the next day, which is the wedding day. She had arranged for Nick to cook for a group of influential San Francisco rich people in the hopes of finding investors for a restaurant. So he schedules that for the day of the wedding. He preps a bunch of the wedding food, drives all the way to San Francisco to cook for these people, comes back, is a little bit late and ends up getting in trouble. And yeah, his boss really hates him, to be honest. And he like constantly is trying to do his own recipes. And his boss is like, I'm the chef here. So there's a lot of tension in that working relationship. And meanwhile, Carly, her dress didn't show up on time. So instead of just wearing a bland dress, Nick tells her, you need to design your own. Like you've got a, we've got a sewing machine or you brought one. I guess she travels with a sewing machine. And so she literally designs a dress. For the wedding. Yeah, Project Runway style. She threw that shit together. She did. It looked pretty good, but it was, we both agreed it was a severe look. Yeah, it was pretty intense for a wedding. We could talk about that more later. 
so Nick gets fired and she tries to tell him how she feels, but he's just so upset about being fired and not having money because he supports his grandmother too, that he just can't hear it and he leaves. It's kind of like as luck would have it. Like she is not able to sell the hotel and then he tried, they try to have a conversation right after like a really big work upset and then they just weren't able to communicate. Right. It was like that. And just as luck would have it, three months later, look, Hallmark, I know I've been requesting one year later for all these movies. Three months later, it's like giving me a piece of bread and saying it's a sandwich and there's nothing in the middle, just like two pieces of bread. Like, how does three months later make sense? It's just like not enough time for some of this stuff to feasibly have happened. Like three months later, she just she starts her own design company. I feel like that would take a long time. She has racks full of dresses that yeah. she's made. She's already got samples. She's already got people like begging her to do all these pop-up shops. Like that would make sense for one year later. But I guess one year later, maybe it's too long because we find out that she hasn't communicated with Nick. So maybe it's too long, they think, for them not to have communicated and still have feelings. Like I don't understand. Yeah, and too long for them to still be single, maybe. Six months? Can we go with six months, please? Four months? Anything. Three months? Why is that the golden number? This is the third movie we've had with three months. As you said, she has this clothing line. Her friend Sydney from the hotel in Marin invites her to bring some clothes to a pop-up shop at the hotel. But turns out it was a ruse to get her to come because Nick has opened a restaurant. And she brings her to the restaurant, reunites her with Nick... And they, they both realize they've achieved their dreams in three months, something they've waited 10 years to achieve. And three months later, they're just in the perfect spot. And they say that they've missed each other and they should have expressed their feelings back when they were first together. I'm not holding anything back is what they say. <laughs> and they kiss and they're in love. And that was right in front of you. My one qualm with this movie is the same qualm I had with the last movie, which is they try to wrap everything up in a bow way too soon. They're giving us really detailed, really good movies now, but they're just wrapping it up too soon. If it was like they had a minor minor miscommunication and then they get back together and then we get a one year later and it's like showing how they've achieved their dreams together, it makes more sense than to do three months later, I've achieved all my dreams. Now I'm ready to be in a relationship. What? How? Right. Three months later, he should have been planning the restaurant. Yeah. She should have been planning her clothes. Yeah. Line. Yeah. And then one year later, show it all come to fruition. Yes. Like he should have just heard back from the investors making a menu, doing the whole nine thing, the whole nine yards. She could have come up to spend time with her friend and design in a more private place, right? Because she wanted to get out of her studio. So she went up to the spa to design. They could have run into each other at the street or at the farmer's market. They could have been like, oh my gosh, I love you. I love you too. And then they could have talked to each other about their dreams. And then bam, nine months after that, they've achieved their dreams. Hallmark, I need to start getting commissioned because my ideas are good. <laughs> So, Mary, who are these people? Let's start with uh, Homeboy. I don't know a lot about Homeboy. I'll have to look it up. I remember last week I Googled him and he had the first picture that came up was him with his abs. And it's just crazy because he was wearing a chef's coat the whole movie. Hiding those abs under that white coat. Not fair. Marco Grazzini. He is actually Filipino. Whoa. He's a Canadian actor. And this movie is historical because it's the first Hallmark movie with two Asian leading actors. And it was pretty cool that they incorporated his Filipino heritage into the story. 
As we said last week, he's been in a bunch of Hallmark movies, but I do not remember him from them. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't remember him from these movies either. He's also in Virgin River. What was he in Virgin River? Mike. Well, I thought he was a really good actor. I liked him in this movie. Yeah, I thought he was good. Uh, and our leading lady. I keep wanting to call her this. Mona. Janelle Parrish, a.k.a. Mona from Pretty Little Liars. Last week I said, maybe this will be the movie that makes her transcend Mona. Because... Mona was such an iconic character, it's hard to see past that when you see her in something. But I think she did it. I really was not thinking Mona. She, her character is so completely different, and I bought it, and I'm happy for her. Uh, yes, but she'll always be Mona to me. And she was in the Bratz movie. That was probably her big break. Oh my gosh. that Y'all, that movie, talk about makes no sense. <laughs> my favorite thing about that movie is it starts freshman year we see them for five to ten minutes they've set up very 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 little and then they do three years later it's like such a whiplash <laughs> makes no sense well i'm pretty little liars they did five years later yeah but like they had six seasons to set all that stuff up and then they did five years later this is first five to ten minutes of the thing they go to high school they join clubs and then three years later we find out that they're not talking that would make more sense three months later not three years <laughs> anyway wow did you know that she started out playing young cosette on broadway in Lee Miz? you know i feel like she i did know that only because in the brats movie she wasn't the singer but then she had a weird music video at the end of it i might have recently rewatched this on netflix <laughs> i'm not proud of it but it's such a good movie. So bad it's good. So her and Lacey Chabert, two Hallmark queens who started as young Cosette. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she was in a national tour of Spring Awakening with my friend's friend. And <laughs> they became best friends. Her and my friend's friend. And because she would be in Instagram pictures with her, she ended up getting thousands and thousands of followers. Just because Janelle Parrish had so many followers. People would see her in her posts. Wow. I follow her. My friend thought that was so weird. It's not an attitude. It's just a gratitude. <laughs> oh my gosh. She was a fashion designer in that too. Oh wait. She actually got her start on... Oh no, it wasn't a start. I guess after Les Mis, when she was 14, she was on the new Star Search. And she, guess what she sang? Gratitude. <laughs> no. She sang On My Own. Oh, that makes more sense. You know what? When I was a kid, I, I watched Star Search all the time, the original 80s Star Search. And I swear to God, there was one episode where a boy, probably 12 years old, sang On My Own. And he sang it pretending she's beside me. And I have been looking on YouTube for years for this video and I could not find it. And it's like, did I dream it? <laughs> did I dream it? I swear it happened. <laughs> Listeners, let Charlie know. This will, this will haunt him to the rest of his life. Wow, she's from Hawaii, and her family moved to Los Angeles when she was 14, so she could be an actor. Worked out, I guess. Um, her first Hallmark movie, uh, Over Christmas, it was called The Holly and the Ivy. Gosh. You know how we told you that the the names, do you know, what, you know what I'm talking Like, names in Hallmark, like Rachel Atwater, mm -hmm. and like, um, what was it, Mark North, and Cindy Cordella. The children's name are Holly and Ivy. That's why the name is Holly and Ivy. It makes sense, but it was just like, I remember watching it. I make my family watch a lot of Hallmark. And I was watching it, and my sister was like, I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't with the Holly and the Ivy. <laughs> it's just, it's 
just the names. Why? Why do they have to do that? I don't know. Were they born on Christmas? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, she was on Dancing with the Stars. I forgot. She's had a great career. And I think she's going to keep doing Hallmark. She's really good at it. Um, but Mary, who would you give the Oscar to? You know, I, I know who we need to give it to. Matt. Matt Harper. Matt. I forgot. For a second, I forgot about Matt. Yes. Matt. Let's let's see who played Matt. Anthony Konechny. Hope I'm saying that right. Ooh, he was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. He is a hunk. Blonde, tall, He was in X-Men? Dang, Matt, you... He's got a he's got an impressive list, y'all. He was in When Calls the Heart. He must have been a small kid. I think he should get his own movie. Like, let's just say it now. Let's put speak it, it in, into existence. Yes, we're manifesting. Remember when we used to manifest yeah. in January? We really gave up on that. We're manifesting, Matt. I told you, manifesting is hard. It's yeah, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I'm still waiting for Trevor Donovan to respond to our DMs. <laughs> Maybe after his next movie. So congratulations, Anthony. You brought so much charm to this movie. As Mary said, his smile could light up the darkest heart. (laughs) Oh my gosh. At first I was like, dang, your ex is like way cuter. And then he smiled and I was like, oh my gosh, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I kept saying, oh, Matt is hot. And Mary was saying, I thought the ex-boyfriend was cuter. I think the ex-boyfriend is cuter. I I tallied how many times she said it. (laughs) I think she stopped at four, maybe five. Because he was cute. Her ex-boyfriend was cute. I, I think Matt was cuter, but I can see I also like in a different way. I was like kind of paying attention, kind of not. Every time Matt was like in the room, I was like, because mm. I knew he wasn't the main guy. So I was like, well, whatever. I don't want to get my heart set on him. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he had that conversation where he saw the text and then he was smiling. They were flirting. And I was like, I feel like he's flirting with me. <laughs> the way he looks in the camera, you really believe it. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's time for a homemade or hostess. Yes. Homemade are things we loved. Hostess are things we didn't. This I'm actually not sure if it's a homemade or a hostess. Her favorite beverage was soda water with cherries. Like tons of maraschino cherries. I don't know if that sounds good or awful. It sounds gross to me, but I don't like those kind of cherries. I, I don't think I do either. It's not. It wasn't my favorite. They, Hallmark movies always give the characters a little quirk. And sometimes the quirks are cute. And some of them just weird. And this was a weird one. Yeah. Here's a homemade that turned into a hostess. <laughs> one of my top five hunks. Jason Cermak <laughs> was in this movie. And, you know, I knew he was in it because I saw him post about it, but he only posted a little tiny bit about it. And it's because he had a little tiny part. He was a background actor. Let's be real. He had so many scenes where he was just standing in the background. And he has starred in a Hallmark movie, Eat, Play, Love. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Actually, I felt like it was vindication because all of my hunks have been leading men. He played the groom in this movie, but he really didn't have many lines. <laughs> he had more lines than he did in the Christmas movie he was in. I think his, I think he, the Glenbrook the, Christmas, the crown has fallen off his head. <laughs> I don't know who he crossed at Hallmark, but forgive him, please. <laughs> oh, I just think he's so cute. Homemade for me, earrings. Y'all, we have been talking about One Perfect Wedding, those earrings on point. This movie, earrings on point. I don't know where they're, I don't know, I don't know who you are that's picking out their earrings. I just want you to feel like you are being validated 
and that you are getting the recognition you deserve. Because those earrings are beautiful. Earrings, I, I tell, I'll say it once, I'll say it 50,000 times. Earrings pull together an outfit. What were your favorite earrings in the movie? She had these one earrings that had like a really thin, I don't know how you would describe it. It wasn't like a chain, but it was like a thin silver line maybe. And then these little, they almost looked like water drops and they were dark blue and they matched perfectly with her blue dress and they just dangled perfectly they didn't dangle too much but they didn't dangle like <clears throat> not at all they were beautiful and I was like oh I want those earrings I think the thing is I constantly lo- I like love earrings and I'm always like oh I like those earrings so I'll always be like you know I'm gonna look them up look up some earrings so I think that I'm constantly just searching for earrings so every time in Hallmark somebody has pretty earrings I'm like hell yeah I should order those it wasn't, it's like at one perfect weekend, it, every pair of earrings was just on point. This one was a couple of them. I just want whoever is picking out the earrings to know <laughs> that like I appreciate their work. A homemade for me related to that. One of her blouses in this movie I thought was gorgeous. It was a maroon with flowers all over it. And I think it was made of silk mm. and she was wearing it with tight jeans it was such a cute outfit. Yeah, the outfits were really cute. I mean, I guess it makes sense. She was a fashion designer. Yeah. You know what was not cute? The bridesmaids' dresses mm. for any of the weddings. Mm. You don't like the celebrity ones? They were okay. They were nothing to write home about, but no. they were they were okay. But the bridesmaids' dresses, I really actually liked Lily's, but the other bridesmaid dress was not good. I didn't understand the... They the had sashes, the sash. The sashes didn't work with the dresses. But what was on the sash? It looked like a plastic leaf. It was a flower. A plastic flower. That looked janky. Homemade. Mm. Hostess. Hostess. <laughs> Another homemade for me. All the food. I love Hallmark movies about food. I just like looking at food. I wish I could I, I wish I could cook like Chef Nick. <laughs> yeah, this movie made me want cake. Yeah. And little, you know, to-go boxes with tiny forks. <laughs> I used to have Filipino food a fair amount because my old roommate was Filipino and it made me miss that kind of food. Yeah. I think a hostess for me was Matt's reaction to all the food. He was acting like he'd never heard of some of this stuff. I was like, okay, I get that some of it is like very fancy food or whatever, but like you don't like any of it. He didn't like any of the food. Also, her reaction to having an allergic reaction was such a small she literally eats them. She's like, is there sesame? And he's like, uh, yeah. Why is your taste palate so amazing? She's like breaking out in hives. I was like, oh my God. And that way, oh to add on top of that, he sees a jar of sesame seeds three months later and picks it up, looking at it longingly. And I'm like, the way you remember her is from the food she's allergic to. Not like cake, not cilantro not you know like spicy hot wings like he could have walked by the food truck no he remembers her because of the sesame seeds that she had an allergic reaction to that seemed weird to me that was weird (laughs) he was like this is this is love and then she never asked like she's eating hot wings (laughs) if you have an allergy like that you should ask oh my gosh it's, but her rash looks so fake. I think the character would have had lots of makeup on, so I don't think the rash would have showed through that much. I one time when I was a kid, I saw my sisters and I decided to put on the Nutcracker, and I was given the role. See, I never got the good roles. I always got like the the nobody roles. Literally a candy cane. I wasn't even a dance. Like I was a candy. Were you the cane. lead candy cane? No, no, no. This is for my sister's rendition. So this means that there's four people in there. One sister was Sugar Plum. One sister was Snow Queen. One sister was Clara. And I was Candy Cane. 
I didn't even get to be marzipan. I was candy cane. Did you have like the hula hoop? I, like this was like a rendition we put on for our parents. And then my sisters were like, oh, to get into the role, you need to put all this blush on your face. And it was like cheap, like dress up, makeup, blush. And I broke out. It It was horrible. And then of course I was like four years old. So I like, we didn't have makeup room. So we were trying to get it off with like water. And then I was just breaking out even more. A homemade for me, when they go to his restaurant at the end, they open the menu. The name of the restaurant is The Tiny Fork. It was really cute. And that's when she knew that he really was in love with her. Mm-hmm. But damn, I'll name my restaurant after you, but I won't call you. I know, three months of no communication. That was extreme. Do you think he planned that? I think he worked with her friend and did like a big gesture. Another homemade, just all the men. Mm. This movie was packed with hot men. Uh-huh, yes. Matt Parker in particular. Yeah, Matt, the ex-boyfriend, the groom, Jason Cermak, (laughs) and Nick. Oh, I think a hostess for me was like, I didn't really understand her job, like at all. I like feel like maybe it's a thing, but like they didn't, they kind of took a long time to explain it. They didn't explain it very well at the beginning. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that's a job. Maybe just for celebrities. But then, like, how did she get into it? Like, I feel like it would have been just as hard to get into celebrity styling for weddings as it would be for, like, designing dresses. I don't know. Maybe not. But Yeah, she said she started with her sister's wedding. Yeah. And then moved up to, like, People Magazine where they met weddings. Like, that seems... Anyway. Good for her. Like, you do you. I would think just the bridal shops would do that. Yeah, you would. You would just think they would go to, like like, a Kleinfeld or something upper end like that. And then they would just tell them what they did because they have seamstresses there like they have all of that stuff there i don't know i'm not a celebrity <laughs> oh a host maybe yeah a hostess for me her dress that she made so what she did is she goes into a store and buys the most plain black dress that she could find and she decides it's too plain and she decides to take it apart and remake it mm-hmm. and it was it looked like something you'd wear mary what how did you describe it <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> you want me to say it <laughs> I said it looked like no you said <laughs> Mary said <laughs> Mary said it looks like this it looks like the dress a mistress would wear to the man's funeral to to like show off <laughs> to show off for the wife yeah. it was just severe it looked very solemn also like a wedding can't you pick any other color but black like she only gravitated to the black dresses she picked that dress so quickly she's yeah. making tool sleeves and putting some sort of metal adornment on it yeah i mean it was a fine dress like it, there's nothing wrong with the dress it just didn't match the occasion yeah like it made no sense because this wasn't a formal black tie wedding the men were all wearing blue suits mm-hmm. women wearing pink dresses it was a bright Easter style wedding. Yeah, and the homegirl comes in in like severe black with like black. Wednesday palms. Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Another homemade slash hostess is she helps pair Lily and Matt together. She like pulls them both aside and it's like, you guys are in love with each other. I liked it, but I'm also like, couldn't they have just done this organically? Like, did she have to be the one to like put them together and play matchmaker? Like, couldn't she have just like pushed them together instead of? taking them both outside to have individual conversations in the middle of the wedding. You know what I mean? I thought it made sense for her to talk to Lily and tell her we're actually not an item. 
Yeah. So you don't have to be like, so pissy with me. Because Lily was already out by herself, like kind of moping. But then she didn't need to pull out Matt. She could have just been like, go get him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she, she wanted to be clear with Matt that they weren't an item. I feel like after that date where she insulted khakis for like 10 minutes straight, he got the picture. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I've got. How about you? That's all I got too. Now it's who were we? Who were we? I genuinely don't know who I was. Oh, yeah. Guys, there are not a lot of secondary, no, there's not a lot of our kind of characters. Our favorite characters do have a line or two. Yeah. I think because of COVID, they've been such limited cast. That's like what I'm thinking. Yeah. So they just haven't had a lot of people like one-liners that just really stand out. There were two girls in the beginning, and I was like, that's us. But then they ended up being main characters in the I movie. knew they were going to be main characters. I knew it. Uh, okay, for me, I think I would be the third groomsman or the second groomsman. Yeah, I would be the second groomsman. He was short and bald. Didn't show up until they started taking wedding pictures. He wasn't around for the barbecue. Can I be one of the bridesmaids for the first wedding, the celebrity wedding? Oh, yeah. That's just like, oh, it looks beautiful. <laughs> you never hear from them again. That's us. Yeah. I will say I have a friend who loves our podcast. She used to watch Hallmark. She's currently in med school, so she does not have the time, but she likes to listen to our podcast. It's like a short update on all the things that she's missing. So that's not a listener's question, but just like a fun. Oh, that's great. So maybe we had a three month later. Do you want to go for a one year later? I feel like I already gave a little bit of what I thought a one year later should look like because I feel like their three month later should be their one year later. But here we are three one year later. She's decided to move her like creative design space to San Francisco. So she has her shop in L.A., but she designs in San Francisco. So she's in L.A. maybe one week out of the year or one week out of the month. She comes back to San Francisco and she goes to the restaurant to, you know, say hi to Nick and say, I'm back. And nobody's there. And she goes in. She's like, Nick, where are you? Whatever, whatever. And he's like, oh, like, we we shut down today. Like, there's, you know, it's just been a crazy week. And we decided to take a day off. So he's like, but I have a lot of food. So I'm going to cook stuff for you. So he cooks some stuff for her. And then he gives her a dessert box. She's like, oh, well, you know my tradition. He's like, yes, but I want you to like use this tiny fork and take as much time as you need because she loves to savor her dessert. So they spend the night talking while she's eating her dessert and they're finally finished. Okay, I thought you were going to say she's eating it slowly <laughs> and then pop out of She hits something hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a cake covered no. ring. You know, I once knew someone who uh, proposed by putting their ring in ice cream and I was like, can you imagine how much cleaning? It's one thing if it's in like a cake, but ice cream? That's a lot of cleaning. Well, maybe they put it in a bag. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> so anyway, so she gets to the bottom. He says, oh, you you know what? This fork, this teeny fork. Oh, she like goes to like put the dishes away or whatever. And he's like, you know what? Actually, keep the fork, but read it. <laughs> and engraved in the back is, will you marry me? <laughs> I love that. And she, she looks at the back. And I think the whole time he's been acting kind of nervous. And she's like, what's going on? And she never like looked at her fork, right? Because you don't look at your fork. And then it was just on the back. And it's like, will you marry me? And then he, when she's reading it, he gets down on one knee and he proposes. I love that. She she looks up expecting him to be right there, but then he's down. Yeah. Yes. And she says yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at these. 
I was just thinking that you are. <laughs> Sometimes I ask you for one year later, and I think in my head, I don't know what she's gonna do with this one. <laughs> There's not much to work with sometimes. <laughs> I've really like come to cultivate. Like it's kind of like a oh man in this moment. I feel like I could be a really amazing Hallmark writer. I think you could. You know, my friend Bob moved to LA to become a screenwriter and he realized he was really good at writing the dialogue, but he mm -hmm. wasn't so good at the plots, storylines. And yeah, I never thought about how you really need both or you need to have a partner who's good at one. Yeah, I think I'm good at writing the plot. But I think if you were to tell me the dialogue, I'd be like, mm, nope. Maybe I should connect you with Bob. You can write some scripts. <laughs> yes. I told Bob about the podcast. And <laughs> you know, sometimes you tell people about a podcast and they've never listened to a podcast and they don't really know like what a podcast is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what he gave me. Now, I want to remind everybody to follow us on TikTok. My well of lessons I've learned from Hallmark movies has run a little dry. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of a new series to do on TikTok. Uh, but we're at Thirsty for Hallmark. Next week, the movie is Hearts Down Under. As you can guess, takes place in Australia, starring Cindy Busby and Tim Ross. I don't know Tim Ross. I think he might actually be Australian. Yep. Born and raised in Adelaide. Well, I'm not going to say it, but those who listen know that there's a certain movie I hate, I despise with a burning passion. And unfortunately, this actress is in said movie. And that's all I'm going to say. I am looking forward to this movie, but I'm also not looking forward to this movie. We'll see. Maybe I'll be surprised. The previews did not interest me that much. Yeah. But sometimes those are the best movies. It does have a beautiful landscape. You know, Australia also looks like Hercules. You know what it doesn't look like? The concrete jungle of Aspen. <laughs> well, that's it for us. Remember, everybody, stay, stay thirsty. thirsty. All right, I'm ready to rant. Hey, okay, rant on. All right, Thirsties. There's something we need to discuss. And I know that some people are getting annoyed with me continually ranting about One Calls a Heart. But this needs to be said because Rosemary did nothing wrong. Rosemary has been a supportive friend of Elizabeth and, like, her best friend and has, like, carried her when Elizabeth was barely able to do anything after Jack died and, like, has helped with her baby and, like, been there for her for every step of the way. She tries to tell Nathan to, like, calm the F down and, like, let Elizabeth make her decision. And Nathan's like, no, I, I love her. I can't not tell her that. Then she, he tells her, and then he, she, Rosemary goes to talk to her and it's like, hey, I talked to Nathan in the library. Like, I want to tell you what happened. And then Elizabeth jumps down her throat and it's like, what? Did you tell him to tell me that he loves me and all of this stuff? And she's like, no. And it's like, do you want to hear what I said? And she's like, I just, I don't understand how you could say that. You know, I'm going through so much. And she was like, girl, you got to, like, it's not Nathan's fault. Like, Say it louder for the back, Rosemary, because it's not Nathan's fault that Jack died. Like, he didn't create the accident. He just 
wasn't able to go on the training session. And then Jack died because he went on the training session. And like Nathan came to Hope Valley because he felt a sense of responsibility and duty because he felt so bad about what happened to Jack. It's not his fault that the accident went wrong. You know what I mean? I'm like, Rosemary, yes. Rosemary is the only person. She's my favorite character in One Calls the Heart. All these other people. Mm. Elizabeth Thatcher, do not come for your best friend. She is being supportive. She is being nice. And Rosemary is like, fine. If you don't want to hear it, like, bye. And Alyssa's like, bye. She's just being mean. Like, that's just downright mean. I get that you're in between two men. And I get that you found out that one of the men that says that he loves you happens to be the reason that your husband went on a training thing and i understand that there's a lot of emotions and that she's going through a lot but don't lash out on the people that have been supportive for you for the last five years she didn't even look apologetic at all and she's been rude to rosemary for like i would say two episodes now like kind of kind of rude but today was like the worst well not today last sunday was the worst and i'm mad i'm mad i'm mad and wasn't Rosemary with Jack first? Yeah. So that was what she was saying to Nathan was that like she's tried to stand in between Jack and Elizabeth and that she realized that Jack was actually not the love of her life and that it was actually supposed to be Elizabeth and Jack. And she was kind of saying it to be like, hey, if Elizabeth really thinks it's Lucas. Like you need to back down. And Nathan's like, no, I'm sorry. I can't. And because she was trying to say like everything works out for a reason. Like, look at me. I'm with Lee. I love him. Like, it's very good. And like, I just misread the situation or whatever. But Alyssa jumped down her throat. Like, it was rude. It was rude. So, Alyssa Thatcher, you better apologize next week or I'm going to have some words. Pen is getting put to paper if you do not apologize. All right? Pen's being put to paper. And the director of When Calls the Heart is going to get some of my thoughts. <laughs> well, we do have Brad Cravoy's email. We can talk oh, to him true. directly. <laughs> He's going to be like, no, never talking to these people. I'm going to write him a, a letter a day until Alyssa starts acting nicer. <laughs> All right, you done? I'm done. I'm done. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have this platform. <laughs> These things need to be said. <laughs>